Welcome to the Moon in Your Podcast. For those who don't know me, my name is Susan Hart. On today's episode, I talk to Kerry about the full moon in Pisces. The theme is empathy, and the focus is on self-love. But first, I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land on which this podcast is being recorded, the Iwabakal people of the Iwabakal tribe. I pay my respects to the elders past, present, and emerging. Always was, and always will be, the traditional custodians of this land. To my native Piscean queens, you offer to all those around you the pleasure of just being you. You are soulful. You lean in. You cry deeply. And you hold space for others to feel safe. You are the empathic queen, and I bow my head to you. For the rest of us mere mortals and non-Pisceans, we can also harness this energy, no doubt about it. If you haven't already downloaded your free birth chart from Kerry Hurricane's site, Astrology Within You, I encourage you to do so. Understanding where Pisces is on your chart will help you understand how you are impacted by this energy. And who better to speak to us about this beautiful energy than my beloved friend, Kerry Hurrigan. Welcome, Kerry. Hi, Sue. Lovely to see your face too. So how about if I just <laughs> hand you the reins and you, okay. just, you just fill us in, darling? Okay. Well, before I start, there is a free mini astrology report that's available through Astrology in Youth through my website or, or you have the link in your notes rather that has a very detailed birth chart from myself. That's a very good thing to have. And also I created a video on how to create a free birth chart with transits at astro.com. People can actually locate where this event is happening and a couple of other things that I'll be mentioning as well. I thought I'd start with the full moon phase. And this is when the sun and the moon are in opposition to each other. And the moon carries the impulse or desire of the sun from the new phase where we put our intention. And when it gets to the full moon, it represents the meaning and completion of that intention and it begins its waning cycle. The moon then takes her journey back to the sun. So this is a time of harvest from the form that was built from the intention of the new phase in the waxing cycle. So depending on what was initiated, it has come to fruition and is now ready to be released. The full moon in Pisces is at 28 degrees and 13 minutes. And 28 degrees is near the end of the sign. This suggests this is also a time to let go and release something that you have been carrying. And Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac and it is a mutable water sign. And in astrology, our emotions are represented by water. So this is also suggesting uh, that this is something that is deeply emotional in some way, and it's time to let it go. The confirmation of letting go is very strong with this full moon, with the 28th degree, the full moon itself, and happening in the sign of Pisces. In the releasing of this, Pisces relates to blind faith. Know that all is well and you are safe, and it's a time to hand this over to the universe. 
Something new cannot emerge while we hang on to old ways that do not serve us anymore. So whatever it is, make it an intention to release and let go of whatever it is because it served its purpose in your world. Pisces exposes and reveals what's behind the veil. So whatever it is for you, it's time to let it go. Look to see what you are ready to let go of. And you probably already know what that is. So you will get more information in seeing where this is falling in your own chart. And the sun completely illuminates the moon at this time. So whatever house the moon is in, in your chart, that will also give you more information. So Pisces is the polarity of Virgo, and these are both very healing energies. Pisces rules the 12th house, and as I said before, it's the end of the zodiacal wheel, and like the full moon indicating a time of completion, letting go and release, because it has to be in order for the new cycle to begin. So the combination of the full moon and Pisces energy is to emotionally heal, to take care of yourself and grow by letting go. Letting go can be difficult at times, so let whatever stresses come to the surface for you, look at them, at least acknowledge them, don't push them down, and if you can, deal with them. And if you can't, just let it go. So I know it's easy to say, I'll just let it go. But it can start with just being willing to let it go, to heal yourself emotionally and spiritually. For the how to do this, you look to the work of the these two beautiful women, Byron Katie and Louise Hay. And while ever you are in a tense body, it can act as a blockage. So if you are experiencing any blockages in your body, it could be because you're hanging on to something that you don't need to anymore. And as Louise Hay says, all is well in my world and I am safe. And I encourage you to check, just go and have a look at any of the work that these two ladies do. The ruler of Pisces is Neptune and it is also in Pisces retrograding in a wide conjunction to the moon. So in the retrograding process, all that means is that From our point of view, it appears as if a planet stops, goes backwards, stops, and then travels back over it again, that ground again. And all this means is that we have the opportunity to review, to um, re-evaluate what has happened before. So this gives us that time to put the brakes on it and and re-examine what has happened. So again, it's looking where this is happening in your chart. And this will also help in the letting go process, dissolving what you need to, and you may even feel this sooner in the lead up to the full moon. So I'm not sure when this will be posted, but are you uh, probably are already feeling this sense of I need to let go of that now and you will intuit what it is and it is an extremely powerful full moon the energy of Pisces sends us inward where we become consciously aware of things I know in myself I am becoming acutely aware of how I talk about and to myself and don't be surprised if you want to cry Often full moon in water signs can be extremely emotional and they connect us with that inner child that we have, that little us who's about, you know, four or five years old that we so often ignore and treat 
so badly. So that part of us just wants to be heard. It doesn't feel, you know, we don't feel good enough. It feels abandoned and, and wants love. And the only person that can really do that for us is us. So I feel this is a very self-healing time. So whatever fear and stressful thoughts come to the surface before you, be gentle with yourself and at least acknowledge them. Meditation, is this is the ideal time to do meditation, even to begin a meditation practice, especially if you are having difficulty in letting go. Often our minds are so cluttered we can't think straight. And what meditation will do is it helps us clear our minds or at least settle our minds, and this is incredibly helpful. And this is when answers will come, when your mind isn't active. So you may experience other realms as well. Your imagination and dreams could be extremely vivid. So starting something creative would be really beneficial as well. And the sun is also in the 28th degree of Virgo. And this will tell you where you are putting your effort into your daily routines. And I remember um, speaking about initiating routines with um, the New Moon podcast I did on my own website back on the 7th of September. And hopefully you are seeing results when the, the New Moon was in Virgo as well with this Virgo sun. I've often mentioned our physical and emotional body, the emotional body being the mind, are one of the same. And in Virgo, this is the higher frequency. In this full moon, we have a connection with the mind, the body and the spirit and finding that that um, sense of equilibrium. So knowing when to do what you need to in your daily routines and when to withdraw and be in solitude with the Pisces full moon. So we also have Mars in Libra, which is in its detriment, and meaning that uh, Mars is the furthest away from its ruling sign. Mars rules Aries and Libra opposes Aries, and this renders the energy of Mars to be at its weakest. Mars is an initiating, spontaneous and assertive energy and in Libra, Mars likes to take its time to weigh up both sides. This also can be challenging for Mars as it just wants to take action. However, Mars is in a trine aspect with Saturn in Aquarius and the Moon's north node in Gemini. And this trine involves, which is a trine is an aspect linking um, all the energies. So this is a very harmonious energy. The way these energies will flow will be very harmonious. Um, The trine involves all the air signs and so therefore they're giving support to each other. To Mars, the support from Saturn in Aquarius will provide structure and uh, you may see that you'll find there's different options and choices Uh, you can um, have access to for your future, which relates to the North Node in Gemini. This could involve clearer direction and gathering more information by asking better questions and resulting in better communications. This trine reveals the energy of free-flowing energy which will be activated and moved by Mars and pretty much saying, well, okay, let's go, I'm ready now. Venus, the ruler of Libra, is also in its detriment in Scorpio. Venus, one of the personal planets, correlate to our values. And you can see how this all links to our emotional body, can't you, Sue? You can can see how you can connect uh, each of these energies. 
In Scorpio, we may experience the exposure of certain fears, seeing the fear in another, which reflects that fear in us, bringing that up to the surface. And you may be trying to liberate yourself from something that has been very intense and is now at the completion stage that will be very transformational to you, but it is in the letting go that you will feel that change. So we all are feeling the intensity and the challenges of the current time. Our ability to adapt will be to our advantage as the change is continual. This change is not going to stop because there's a vaccine. The change is on a continual journey. If you want to know how you can adapt to change, you look at the sign on the fourth house in your birth chart. As we go through this change, we must realise that our feelings of security can only come from within when we put our security in another person or something, whether that's money, a job, a house, anything outside of us, these things can be taken away or they can leave us in some form or another. And this can create a life crisis where we we look for the next thing outside of us to invest in for our security. Now, we can't change the whole world, it's too big, but we can change our own world. And it starts with our own inner security, looking at our fears and our stresses and our well-being. So inner security ultimately can only come from within us. In the New Moon in Virgo podcast that I did, I emphasised that to make your health a priority. And in this full moon in Pisces, make your emotional health a priority. Don't hide or suppress your stressful thoughts and feelings. At least acknowledge them and treat yourself with the utmost kindness. I mean, once your thoughts change, your feelings change. And Louise Hay has this wonderful reaction to stressful thoughts that come up. And all she says is, thank you for letting me know. Thank you. I acknowledge you. But that's not necessary and I let you go. Just even acknowledge them. Oh, that's right. She says that I know you're only trying to protect me. So it's not about beating yourself up or anything like that. So make a vow to yourself now to practice self-love by not criticizing, berating or rejecting yourself ever again. Treat yourself with self-love and acceptance of who you are. You are always free to choose another thought. Choose a loving thought instead of choosing something that's the thought that's going to criticize yourself. Choose one that will build you up. Thank the stressful thought for bringing something to your attention and it gives you another opportunity to address it and let it go. When we are cruel and unkind to ourselves, we are addressing that little child within, that little girl or boy who cries out for our attention and love. We ignore that part of ourselves, putting ourselves down and beating ourselves up. The moon rules our childhood and past. The moon is also the nurturing energy and never more do we need that loving, kind and patient internal mother more when we are criticising ourselves and feeling we are not enough and feeling worthless and know that you are always more than enough. When we don't criticise Ourself, we don't criticize others because you can't. You know, you can't. <laughs> it was always so easy when you couldn't get away with it, but you just can't do it. Observe others, and if you are tempted to criticize them and find yourself irritated and passing judgment on another, it is triggering something in you for you to look at in yourself. And if that very thing 
look at that very thing and let it go. I pay very close attention to myself and I actually feel extremely uncomfortable when I criticise someone, especially a politician, and that's my signal to find that very thing in myself and I will find it every single time I acknowledge it, I forgive them and I forgive myself and I let it all go. When I say forgive, one of the best ways I've heard of came from Louise Hay, and that is to say to yourself about the other person, I completely forgive you because you didn't do, say, or act how I expected you to, and I forgive myself for having those expectations, and I let it go. And I'll follow up with I completely let it go of all resentment, anger, rejection, criticism, guilt, fear, anything else I can think of, and I completely love and approve of myself, I acknowledge this in myself, and I have recognised this, and I let it go. I have found just doing this alleviates any anxiety, the need for approval from another. I am more accepting of other people and uh, and myself because this is showing myself true self-love, kindness, and gentleness. It is truly one of the most powerful things you will ever do and it will make lasting change in your life. The wonderful thing about Pisces is it exposes and reveals what is hidden behind the curtain. It is difficult when we come from our ego and that's when we do criticise and judge other people. That comes from your ego. But Pisces is egoless and we come from a higher perspective. Remember, you are perfect as you are now. So let all the guilt and anger and fear and especially rejection, I find that that's a real powerful one with people, to seek approval from others and keep saying this to yourself. You are a magnificent creation, one of a kind. There is no one like you, nor has there ever been or will be. And doesn't that just blow your mind? Be in nature as often as you can. Spend time with your pets and let them teach you that stillness, gentleness calms our minds. Our emotional state contributes so much to our health and meditate as often as you can. All right, let's get on to week one. How does the full moon in Pisces coincide with your cycle? I've weaved the word empath or being having empathy for ourselves as part of my teachings for this one. Wearing rigid high-heeled shoes cause pelvic floor spasms and displacement of the uterus on its ligaments. This can make the uterus contractions more painful. Really? I know. And, and I forgot about this because it was a couple of, oh, about a year ago that I had read this before. So heels twisting or spraining your ankle. Uh, sorry, let me just go back. Wearing rigid high-heeled shoes cause pelvic floor spasm and displacement of the uterus on its ligaments. This can make the uterus contractions more painful. Heels can lead to tendonitis, wear away foot's natural cushioning and increase your risk of twisting or spraining your ankle. Yet, unfortunately, many women are pressured or required to wear heels for work. He goes on and says, I have patients who have debilitating menstrual cramps, but when I discuss with them that heels can lead to period pain, they tell me that they work in a bank or another, like a fashion store, and they cannot wear flat shoes. Mr. Fonberg says this means an overhaul in workplace expectations is necessary to optimize women's health. 
So the self-inquiry question I asked myself when I could no longer wear high-heeled shoes for myself was, who was I wearing them for? So the answer is, I'm wearing them for me because I love it, I love it how it makes me feel, then you know what, that's perfectly okay. But if the answer is, because I have, because at work I've been pressured to do it at work, or my partner liked me to wear high-heeled shoes, um, and if you're in pain, then I say, chuck them out. So in this full moon in Pisces, during your week one, which is when you have your period, you're a little bit more vulnerable and you're a little bit more inclined not to have as, as much hormones as you would in the other weeks. I reckon this is a great time to go through your wardrobe and just, just give away anything that no longer serves you, that causes you pain. And believe me, Believe, Kerry, when we say this, you'll never fit into it again, truly. (laughs) Okay? It's just that get rid of them, especially in your 30s, reaching 40s. You'll never get into anything. Just enjoy your body as it is. Unless, of course, you've got some health issues and you need to lose weight. But other than that, just, you know, (laughs) don't hoard thinking that you're going to fit into things. Am I right, Kerry? (laughs) Well, I still have a couple of dresses. I'm, you know, I, I, from the, uh, I think from the 90s and I look at them and I think, I reckon I could get back into one of them. I could do that. But, no, you're absolutely right. There comes a point because you want to hang on to that part, Illusion. Right? <laughs> you're hanging on to illusion. Yes, that's right. And that body is long gone. Mm. Yeah. Oh. body is long gone. But interesting what you said about high heels. I remember my legs aching. Mm. from high heels mm. and think, oh, my God, I wish I didn't have to wear these. Mm. And, we need uh, to have empathy for ourselves. This is probably the whole theme of this podcast is you know, feeling, I wouldn't say feeling sorry for yourself, but more as the parent to the inner child. You well, say, the as to the child. Yeah, I think it's time, you know, come on, kiddo, I think it's time to let that go. That That's how I sort of feel it uh, for this level, for this particular week anyway, mm. uh, self-love. Moving on to week two, it's very. This is a very easy, very quick one for week two. It's about ovulation. So estrogen levels will continue to rise from days eight to eleven, and by days twelve to thirteen, they're at an all-time high. At which time, testosterone will kick in for an added boost of sex hormones. These high levels of estrogen give you more confidence, makes your brain think faster, and probably make you feel flirtier. This is not a coincidence. These high estrogen levels set off a surge of hormones that result in ovulation day, which is day 14. And research shows that women are more attracted to men with more masculine facial features at this time in their cycle as they are subconsciously seeking a virile partner. So my question is to you, and this is probably a little bit of a bizarre concept to think about, but do you feel... This is a question for our listeners, not to you, Keza. <laughs> Do you feel more attracted to men, and I'm saying men, including your partner, while ovulating? Sometimes when I was, I don't even know why I'm whispering. <laughs> Sometimes when I was a young woman and I had my period and I had a boyfriend, or in this case I had a husband, um, I would find myself being attracted to other men. And I used to feel really guilty going, oh, 
what does that mean for my relationship? So what does that mean? You know, and I used to create this story around, oh, if I'm really attracted to that guy, you know, he's on the dance floor and oh, he's really looking at me, I'm looking at him. And, I, and then I go, oh, you know, I'm married, I can't really do anything. Okay, so this is all about being, um, having empathy for yourself, mm. especially around day 14. If you catch yourself doing that, don't be alarmed. It's not that you don't love your husband or your partner anymore. It doesn't mean that. What it means is that your body is on the hunt. It's purely biological. So you're out there and you're scanning. Or well, you're probably not doing that now through, through um, COVID, especially if you're in lockdown, you might be going anywhere. But when you're back out in the world and you come across other people and that you're attracted to them, just wait a couple of days, you know, because it'll pass because this is what your body is doing. It is scanning for virile Men And even if you are a lesbian, this is probably where some lesbians that I'm aware of, they can get a bit confused sometimes because biologically uh, the body um, is looking for a sperm donor, basically. Uh, that's the pure bi- biology of it. It's not about love. It's just biology. It's about uh, procreation. Procreation. Like yeah, do. yeah. Which is probably why um, a lot of my lesbian friends or couples who you know go through um, books and they look at men to see who's going to be a good donor. It's the same concept. Mm. So you're scanning for that. You're not going to be wanting any old donor sperm in a non-heterosexual relationship. So you're you're going to be wanting to still scan. But isn't that an interesting thing? So the idea is to to allow your feelings to be shown and to feel it. But if you're aware that this is biological, then you won't get too confused if you think, oh, well, why am I attracted to that person when I'm actually married to this person? And anyway, I learned that many, many years ago. And I just wanted to share that today. Mm-hmm. Be mm-hmm. loving and kind to yourself and just, it'll pass. Give yourself just a couple acknowledge of it, yeah. yeah acknowledge it. Um, I just think it was good. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more. I remember... I remember a, a friend of mine, her her boyfriend, I used to think he was pretty hot stuff and I used to, thank God I had uh, sunglasses on because I spent a lot of time just checking him out and he had facial hair. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, well I'm, menop- I'm past menopause, I'm 55 now and my hubby's just growing a beard and he's growing his hair and, it's r- and I now think oh my god that is gorgeous and i I love men with facial hair so anyway there's something in it okay so um week three week three is always about progesterone and for those of you who have followed us for a very long time you know that i'm always banging on about how how we always need to keep our progesterone levels at optimum during this this third week moving into the fourth week So progesterone, though, is a sedating hormone, and during this week it rises to be the dominant over estrogen. Mix that with the full moon in Pisces. You'll love this, Carrie. So mix this with the full moon in Pisces, and you've got a cocktail of emotional tension. Because progesterone is sedating, it's it's very... um, It it in itself, I think, is extremely um, emotive. It makes you want to rest and read books and and cuddle up and you know it's very romantic pisces does that it just likes to chill because they have all the signs emerge together in pisces mm, mm. 
Yeah, whatever. You know, whatever. Yeah. I think it's going to be a beautiful week for those who are in your third week with progesterone because mm. also uh, progesterone promotes sleep. So why not take the advantage of this natural sedative and go to bed early? I feel like such a nano when I say that. <laughs> sleep is one way to reduce stress in your life. So enjoy it. Just sleep as much as you can during this week, I think. What do you mm. reckon, Kez? I, I agree. It's just a very chill, kick back, chilling out. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, and you might find, you know, things will, things come to the side. Other things start to bubble up to the to the surface. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Now, week four is a little bit of a, a long one, so I've, let me take the liberty to read this slowly. So week four, during each phase of our monthly cycle, we need deep restorative sleep. It is especially important during the last week of your cycle, particularly if you suffer from PMS. In past blogs and episodes of the Moon and You podcast, I often speak about how PMS has been linked to stress hormones. If stress hormones are at high levels and constantly at play, there is research to suggest that progesterone levels will be disrupted, causing this lovely, calming and sedating hormone to nosedive after day 21, and PMS will remain for the week until you get your period. So this is where the pineal gland comes to play, and because Pisces is a medical ruler of the pineal gland, it is fitting to mention it now. So the pineal gland synthesizes the hormone melatonin from the neurotransmitter serotonin. Melatonin winds the body down to a more lethargic and sleep-ready state. Without melatonin, it would be impossible to achieve relaxed, restful sleep, and so the body would not be able to go through the restorative processes that typically take place in bed. The pineal gland is, powerf- is a powerful little organ and during this full moon in Pisces, why not support yourself by going to bed early? There is a theme happening here. Sleep is very important. And I'm talking about like really preparing for sleep, shutting down all electronics after 6pm and see if this helps reduce stress and allow melatonin to be activated for deeper sleep. One of my big challenges, Kerry, has been that I think if I go to bed too early, I'm going to miss out on so much. If I go to bed at 9.30, I've got like two or three hours of like Netflix watching that I can be doing. Or I could be writing a blog or I could be eating, <laughs> drinking, whatever it might be. But you can get up early. I'm not saying that um, you sleep for like 10 hours. Go to bed early, then allow for eight hours sleep and get up early. That's all. Just, and it does help with your stress levels. I guarantee oh, you I'm doing it now. It helps with everything. It helps uh, with your weight, your blood pressure, everything, a restful night's sleep. And you mentioned um, the pineal gland there. There's, you know, Pisces is about other realms, dreams, imagination, you know, so you can access that there. And the, for, for the women who... It can be a torturous week. Mm. Yes, for those women who, whose progesterone does drop at day 21 or for those women who have estrogen dominant during this week, I mean, PMS can be a nightmare for you. 
on a more spiritual sense, the pineal gland and the third eye are very much joined together. Yes. Talk to any scientist and they would look at you, you know, with opened eyes going, ah, but that's okay. That's where sometimes science, they forget that there is mystery still in life. So, for example, Kerry, the placebo effect. Scientists often talk about the placebo effect whereby a group of people are given a certain pill and another group are given another pill. One is a placebo, which is like a sugar tablet, and the other one is the real thing. And they're both told that this will help with your headaches, this will help with back pain, or this will help with slowing the tumour down, or whatever it is that the scientist wants to learn. Why is it then, in some of the placebo cases, up to 60% of cases, things actually change? Now, scientists don't know why. It's because the power of the mind changes their body to make it fit to what they actually believe. They're going to take a pill and therefore this is going to happen. And so it does happen. So scientists are using spiritual concepts like that. How can the mind change the body? But they do it in a more clinical way. So I would never, ever, ever discount any spiritual folklore information. I think there is space and a place for both. Well, scientists, you know, if it can't be proved in a laboratory, then, oh, well, you know, it must be true. But I think it was Dr. Joe Dispenza talked about people with arthritic knees. This doctor said to them, right, well, we're going to do a little operation on your knee. Your knee will be absolutely 100% better when we're finished. We'll get you just to stay in hospital overnight. And all I did was make an incision on the knee. They didn't do anything to it. Yes. Bandaged it up. <laughs> Yeah. put them through the process of being in hospital and you know those people, their knees healed. Yes, that's correct. The placebo oh, effect. That's the yeah. placebo effect and it's a miracle and humans have great capacity for healing themselves. It's all about the mind, which is why meditation, creating space in your head, think about what you want to wish for, where in your body are you hurting, all these magical and wonderful things are available to us. So I say explore it all explore it all science and folklore spiritualism all roads lead to the same conclusion in my opinion and uh one thing that i've started to do is i've turned the television off Mm. i don't watch the news i know what's going on i am aware of what's going on but the way the news is reported i don't know what it's like overseas but here there's a urgency and intensity we've got this many COVID infections, this many, you know, these many deaths, and it's the emphasis that they put on it. And it's the same thing for the first 15 minutes of the news. And I I can say that uh, it certainly made a a difference with me. Definitely me too. That's something I would recommend. And and if you're going to feed your mind, feed it with something that's going to nourish your mind Mm. because this is all we have. This right now is is Mm. all we have. Uh, that's all we ever have. So. Well, this is all we have now, Kerry, is a yep. sign-off and um, <laughs> say thank you very much, listeners, for always being attentive and yeah. we enjoy your comments and we would love it if anybody else out there that you think would love to hear us, please send them a copy or a link and we would love to invite them into our little family here. And if you want to come on our podcast, if you've got something that you'd love to say, then uh, please, by all means, let us know. We would love to interview you as well. All right, my friends, thank you, Kerry, for 
being here today. I really appreciate it. Or actually being on the Zoom with me today. Your information is, is always insightful, inspiring, and I just love you so much. Oh, thank you, Sue. I love you too, my dear, dear friend. And it's all about you. How you treat yourself, it affects everybody else. So if you treat yourself well and you take care of yourself and Mm. respect yourself, that'll wash over somebody else. And even if they don't respect you or don't treat you well, you can let them go and forgive them and forgive yourself and keep moving. Thank you, Kerry. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, listeners. Have a lovely rest of your week. Bye for now.